Bring Home Screen 6 on 4K UHD disc now. Ghostface is back and more terrifying than ever on a rampage in the Big Apple. Melissa Barrera, Jenna Ortega, and Courtney Cox star in the sensational slasher hit Scream 6. Directed by Matt Bettinelli-Olpen and Tyler Gillette. Get over an hour of killer bonus content when you buy on 4K UHD disc. Available at participating retailers, Rated R from Paramount Pictures. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. Terror Talk. Welcome. Welcome. Midsummer Scream is coming up. You know, I'm going to go to that. I know you are. Yeah, it's going to be fun. I will text you photos and things Please when do. I get excited about stuff. I've never been to Midsummer Scream. It is a Halloween and horror convention from July 28th to the 30th here in California at the Long Beach Convention Center. And the difference, of course, is I'm sure some things will be similar, like the some of the vendors will be similar, but it's different because it's not just monsters, right? We usually go to Monster Palooza because we love creatures and creature effects and practical effects but this is like all things halloween and horror so i'm really looking forward to seeing what's different what's the same i don't know bringing back some stuff to the show some ideas the boulet brothers are going to be there oh fun (laughs) i know when we went a couple years ago it was just a pop-up so you haven't seen like the real thing yet Mm -mm, i haven't and you know your tom holland will be there so maybe i'll i'll get my signature I wasn't feeling it. Like that, dude. Oh, and Peaches Christ will be there, too. <gasps> Peaches Christ is going to be there? So there's that. Yeah, Ron Chaney and all kinds of other interesting cool folks. Cool. You know how they do. You know how yeah. they do. I'm not signing up for any of that. I'm just going to go with the flow. Cool. i like, just go, and I'm not signing up for signings. Like, I'll just uh, I'll just be there. Yeah. Yeah. See That's what, very cool. See where the wind takes me. Interesting. You know, I always bring some uh, games or merch or I was kind of looking around at that garbage that's out there. Yes, ma'am. Funko Games. There's been a surge in horror tabletop games. I have (laughs) a few of those, including Goonies and The Shining. They are now making a Texas Chainsaw Massacre slaughterhouse (laughs) tabletop game. So those of you out there, and I know we are a very particular group of folks that love board games texas chainsaw massacre interesting yeah i've only paid, played like one game with you i think one horror game with you yeah, what's your I, favorite I many. so far well horrified is one of my favorites and i have just the, the one we played i think I have the original monsters and then i have the american monsters version of it which is really great i know blue one of our discord folks one of our patrons she also is a fan of that one that's probably one of the more popular ones and it's just like if you play horror board games it's kind of a staple is it the one we played, you mm-hmm. and I? Yeah, yeah I had so. just gotten it at that time. So this one looks kind of cool. You have to survive or die trying <laughs> while the ferocious Sawyer family is played uh, by one player and the other players will play as unfortunate travelers doing everything they can to not be the next victims. <laughs> That's fun. Yeah. I have a lot of games. I should pull them out for the spooky season yeah and play them and there's an alien one now too oh i have that one actually the board game yeah cool <laughs> yeah just nothing's happened with it yet we're gonna play it okay 
I believe we should do a little thing we like to call. That was like a fee fi fo. Fee fi fo fum. Okay. Mm. Number one, the astronauts of the space shuttle, the Challenger, didn't die until the spacecraft hit the ocean. They fell through the air for how long? Oh, God. That sounds awful. Awful. Yeah. Number two, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I see how I do. I don't even do this on purpose. Sure. Texas Chainsaw Massacre's menacing opening narration was performed by what actor? Hmm. That's fun. Number three. Kane Hodder. (laughs) He just ends up being the answer for everything. (laughs) That nipple, right? Like those are your two (laughs) go-tos. Poop. Nipple, poop, and Kane Hodder. (laughs) It's like a good company. It's like a kindergartner writing. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. How many people confessed to the Black Dahlia murder? (laughs) I don't know. Wackadoodles. Number four. According to the Huffington Post... The U.S. leads the world in serial killers with 2,625 documented serial killers. Which state is clocked as having the most? Mm. Number five. You've done that uh, version of that question before, but can I remember? No. Okay. (laughs) Number five. The energy. Okay. Yeah, you just you just five, and then you just <laughs> threw up on yourself. <laughs> Number five. The International Criminal Court, otherwise known as the ICC, <laughs> is a court of last resort created to investigate and prosecute individuals accused of genocide, war crimes, etc. In what country? Is it seated? It's where is it? Yeah. Correct. Yes, ma'am. <clears throat> I don't know, but I'll guess later oh. in the show. There's only a few countries, so <laughs> later in the show we will uh find out the answers to those questions. But before then, I would like to tell you that I watched Bo is Afraid. How is it? Is the new Ari Aster flick and for those of you who might not be familiar, I like that dude, this is the hereditary Midsomar Bo is afraid, dude. That's his new fuck with your. Did it? Did it fuck with your fuck? Fuck with your fuck. <laughs> yeah. I wrote a. I wrote to someone. I don't remember who. I said, "Oh, oh, I think I maybe posted it on one of the social medias." Like I'm 51 minutes in because it's a three-hour movie, by the way, comedy drama horror. I was 51 minutes in and (laughs) I was like, and I'm already anxious as fuck because it's a big anxiety trip, basically. Like he is the most anxious person you've ever met in your whole life. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is who I'm talking about, who Mm. is the main character Mm -hmm. in this film. And Patti Lapone is also in her. So great acting. There's no doubt that Joaquin would get nominated for this. Like okay. he's already a nominated act kind of mm-hmm. Oscar dude. And this is a tour de force for him. He's, he's everything in this mm-hmm. movie. And again, that first hour is like, Oh, okay. I'm going to crawl out of my skin. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Kathy may not want to watch it. I would not say that this is there. You know, that's the funny thing about his movies is 
you know, how do you say you like him? You right? can't, you, but he's so good at the same they're, time. They're great, but it's like you can't say you like I recommend this movie for a good time. Three hours of awfulness. It's very experimental. It's more experimental, I would say, than his other two movies. It's got some... It's one of those things where you don't know what's real. You don't know what's not real. There are whole like metaphoric sequences that are very interesting. And it's all... The way I look at it, and I haven't done a ton of research on this, so when it comes to be Oscar season, and I'm talking about the Oscar movies I've watched, maybe I'll revisit this. But the way I look at it is that when we're not sure what's real, it's because Bo is got mental health issues, and so Bo is not. Bo is having delusions. Bo is having fantasies. Bo is having these things happen to him. And you do have that first hour that's pretty solidly Bo and what's going on in his life, although it's very it's very stylized, his life. It's it's very the life they show you is yes, okay, these things seem to be real and seem to be happening to him, but you're never really sure. <laughs> Even in the end, you're just never really sure. But I like I said, great performances. It's a really interesting three hours. I did not watch it in one sitting. I know some people who went to the movies and saw it, like, you know, didn't have water for three hours beforehand so that they could sit through it and not miss anything. I'm an Ari Aster fan, Mm -hmm. so I'm going to see anything he makes. Of course. After Midsommar followed Hereditary, it was like, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. For whatever. And they're not all going to be hits or whatever. And I'm not sure this is a hit or I I have no idea. I have no sense of it's such a crazy ride that it's in no way mainstream. But it's also like got Amy Ryan and Nathan Lane and Patti Lapone and Joaquin Phoenix and Parker Posey's in it. It's weird, bizarre fucking shit happens. And it's kind of funny. Like it says, you know, it says comedy, drama, horror. (laughs) You have to have a very dark sense of humor to think this is funny. And so there were, of course, points where I thought it was hilarious. But yeah, I mean, I would recommend it to anybody who likes Ari Aster. Does it fuck with your head as much as Midsommar? Not to me. Yeah, I've never seen him do a comedy before. Not to me. But it does mess with your sense of reality. And like I said, that first hour is an anxiety is like you need a Xanax okay, and then you need another one for the second hour. And then the third hour you're in bizarro land. So you're just like, okay, now we're tripping. Now we're on mushrooms tripping, having like some all kinds of weird shit happening. So sounds like it's really different from the other stuff he's it done. It is. It is. It felt, <clears throat> it, it, it felt like him, but it felt different. Honestly, like he's, he's stretching. I'm going to talk about a horror film. Okay. But before that, I saw the new Indiana Jones. Oh, you did? And I saw it in the Dolby Theater. What did you think? It was so much fun. Oh, okay. And it's an homage to Raiders, mostly. But, and even though it's not Spielberg directed, it's still his baby. And still a producer on it. And it did the franchise justice. I'm glad. It was really fun. So I've heard if, very if all mixed out reviews, there, so. if you can just take it for what it is, and if you're a Raiders fan especially, and... Mm. original cast and all that stuff just have fun with it yeah like popcorn movie style it's a popcorn movie great and seeing it in the dolby theater you you're on a roller coaster the whole time which makes things better phoebe waller's great in it oh good yeah right on 
Um, I watched a movie on Shutter. I like to find the the indie, real like low budget film festival ones because I at one time did those, and so I I know that there's a lot of heart behind those films. And there's there's a movie right now on on Shutter from 2020 called A Ghost Waits, and it's a romantic comedy horror film that was re- uh, directed by Adam Stovall. It's all shot in black and white, which many many horror films, especially if they're low budget, are just because you can do a lot more a lot more effects in black and white, and it looks more realistic. Uh, but it centers upon a handyman who falls in love with a ghost. So it has there are some elements of like Beetlejuice ness like I've seen this stuff. yeah okay it uh, premiered at the Fright Fest Glasgow Festival. Followed by a North American premiere at Screamfest on October 13th, 2020. I really thought this was fun. It was clever. I liked the characters. I think for a low budget movie, it's like an hour, maybe hour, five minutes of your time. And it was so much fun. So Handyman Jack has been tasked with cleaning and inspecting houses for his clients, a property management company. His latest house has been an enigma to his employers as no one has managed to remain in the house for a very long and they want Jack to find out why. As he begins his task, Jack is oblivious to the paranormal phenomena surrounding him, but eventually acknowledges the haunting. Jack and the spirit Muriel begin to strike up a friendship that eventually turns romantic. I think it is so cute. It's endearing. There's some fun jump scares. The characters are enjoyable. It's simple, yet it does what it's supposed to do. And I was totally satisfied by it. Yeah, I've seen it, and I and I remember it was like a COVID movie for me because yeah. you know 2020, yeah. right? And I was like, I watched a lot of movies, a lot of horror during COVID. <laughs> so, I and it stands out to me. Like I, when you said it, I I remember it, and I think I talked about it on the show, and I I believe I gave it a positive review because I really liked it too. Yeah, it's a fun one. Yeah, it's a good one. I also watched a movie called The Devil Comes at Night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was looking at the, it's a 2023 movie. I was looking at the like t- tagline, he will consume your soul. Okay. Okay, drama. Mm. A washed up boxer searching for his inheritance must fight for his life when he is trapped in his deceased father's farmhouse by a local cannibal cult. This isn't necessarily a movie that I would like sit down and watch again, but if somebody wanted to, I might. I thought it was an indie movie, totally an indie movie. Totally had the culty vibes. <laughs> it was better than expected. You know how that is when you like sit down to a movie and you're not expecting much and it kind of surprises you in a little way. And so you give it maybe a higher rating because of that. Like just compared to yeah. everything else you watch. And since we're, we talk about indie movies a lot, it's decent. It's a decent like little indie flick. It's dark. It's moody. It's got that low budget aesthetic it's funny and i'm not sure if it's trying to i think it's trying to be funny because <laughs> i i did laugh several times the atmosphere was really good i thought the acting was solid i was a little bit scared of like what was going to happen um there there were like twists and turns that you don't always see in indie movies a lot of times indie movies are kind of light on plot and heavy on character and this was an indie horror movie meaning lots of little twists and turns i mean overall like i i gave it a two and a half stars so it's not like a movie i can solidly recommend to everyone but like i said i do think that the twist would kind of kept it moving and 
I mean, I guess I'll take it back. Like I would watch it a second time just to see if, see if it held up. Cause mm-hmm. you know, cannibalism, exorcism. Sure. You know, yeah, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> I watched a movie folk horror film from 2017 called pie whack it. Mm. I saw it kept coming up. Yeah. A frustrated, angst-ridden teenage girl awakens something in the woods when she naively performs an occult ritual to evoke a witch to kill her mother. Uh, I do think that there were some fun, scary elements in this movie. Some of the cast, intentionally, I think, is really just annoying. <laughs> so that was a little bit hard. But the mm-hmm. the girl who plays... Um, Nicole, Nicole, Nicole Munoz mm-hmm. plays Leah Reyes and Lori Holden plays the mom. And I thought they were both really good in it. And uh, if you like folk horror, which I have like a love hate relationship with it, I either find it to be like really good or it completely bores the crap out of me. Um, I thought this was a decent watch. It, there, there's some real good creep elements and the ending's good. So it's a little surprising and it's just a fun, easy, creepy movie. You could put on like a, in a, on a Sunday afternoon and watch it and it's entertaining. It's, it's flown by my like suggested ones when yeah. I get on there and it's like, here's some stuff you haven't watched or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm not, I'm actually not sure if I've watched it or not, but. I went over it a bunch of times and I'm like, screw it. I'll just watch it. Cause it keeps popping up. <laughs> they keep trying to sell me on it. Yeah. So. I enjoyed it. I mean, I thought she was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2017. It looks like I have watched it. I have a whole... I use Letterboxd, you guys, if you want to follow me on there, and I'll follow you back. I, I think it's really good to log movies, because otherwise... I mean, no, we, it's a great we, idea. We watch too many. <laughs> and we have a channel, actually, on our Discord, if you log your movies in Letterboxd. It just... It loads your, like, reviews and what you've watched and stuff, and I love to see what other people watch. And I gave it a three stars, so I must have liked it. So that's cool. Yeah, right well, it was fun. It was it was exactly what it told you it was going to be. <laughs> well, and that does factor in mm-hmm. because nobody likes to. It's kind of like we, you know, last week or this earlier this week, we talked about Black Mirror. Yeah, I liked a lot of the episodes, but was it Black Mirror? You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> that was what was hard about it. All right. So let's get some answers to the old. Uh... Yeah, sure. <laughs> Horror facts with Kath, everyone. Number one. <laughs> the astronauts of the space shuttle, the Challenger, didn't die until the spacecraft hit the ocean, which, first of all, Awful. is terrifying. So how long did they fall through the air? Like a minute? Three minutes. Ah! Three minutes of knowing they were falling to their death. Oh. What would you do with your three minutes? <laughs> I, I can't. I don't know if it would feel like three minutes or 30 minutes or three you can't seconds. can't fathom it. It's very hard to fathom. I don't know. It's terrifying, though. Imagine they would be, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, heroes are still trying to save the day. They might right. have still been trying to do something. Yeah. I don't know. Go into survival mode, you know. Exactly. Like trying to do something. Number two, Texas Chainsaw Massacre's menacing opening narration was performed by what actor? I think it's John Larroquette. You are correct. A young John Larroquette. I knew that just because I've been to some things where they talk about all the nerdy shit with TCM. (laughs) Yeah. Number three, how many people confessed to the Black Dahlia murder on average? 
on average. <laughs> that makes it sound like every year we're just going to take an average. average. Of- <laughs> How many people continue? Let's see. This year we had 6.5 people. Uh, 26. Close to 60, including a few women, yeah. which is interesting. All righty. That's an interesting psychological study right there. Right? Let's talk about all the people. I did it. No, I did it. No, I did it. (laughs) Those are your voices. Mm -hmm. I love it. Those are three of the 60. (laughs) Thank you very much for that. (laughs) Number four. According to the Huffington Post, the U.S. leads the world in serial killers with 2,625 documented serial killers, which state is clocked as having the most. The biggest state? (laughs) I don't know, Alaska or something. It's Alaska. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was thinking it's the biggest, it's the biggest, well, to me, I don't know. I'm not a geographer person, but. Think of the isolation. It's the biggest place. And so, and cold. And yeah. What's this fuck? A lot of times there? those colder countries have a lot more depression and. Agreed. People going off. I don't know. Thank you so much for listening. We got one more. Oh, shit. Robert Hansen was the the guy I was thinking of from Alaska. His story's really freaky. Oh, okay. Uh, Number five, the International Criminal Court is a court of last resort created to investigate and prosecute individuals accused of genocide, war, crimes, et cetera. In what country is it seated? Sweden. The Netherlands. Oh, I was very close. Nice. Thank you so much for that. You're so welcome. (laughs) And thank you guys for listening. This has been an episode of Terror Talk. My name is Shannon. And I'm Kathy. Sleep safe, everyone.